Welcome to the Sales Management Podcast, your source for actionable sales management strategies and tactics. I'm your host, Corey Bray. No long intros, no long ads. Let's go. Today's topic is coaching mindset challenges. One big mistake that managers make when coaching is that they approach every coaching conversation the same, no matter what it is. Little Johnny's got a problem, I'm going to go coach, and I'm going to coach the same way every time. Well, in our book, The Five Secrets of a Sales Coach, we wrote that there's actually three types of challenges that sales managers encounter, and my genius co-author, Hillman Swarry, wrapped them up into a framework. We've touched on this framework in previous podcasts, but we're going to revisit it here briefly. And this is the mastery framework, where we pay attention to the first three letters of mastery, and that is mindset, activity, and skill set. So these are three types of coaching challenges or coaching opportunities that we can encounter with our folks, and we need to address them differently because if we go coach the same way every time, we're going to run into some roadblocks. And the place we're going to run into the roadblock most often is around that mindset challenge. We're going to talk about those today. Upfront for definitions, mindset, it's the belief that something doesn't work. Activity, well, they can work. They believe in it. They just don't do it. And there's there's lots of lots of reasons why that can be. And then finally, Skill set challenge. They can't do it. They haven't been trained. They haven't mastered it to the point where they can actually do it under pressure with real life prospects or customers. So we've got a mindset challenge where they don't believe something will work, an activity challenge where, yeah, they believe it'll work and they they can do it, but due to lack of bandwidth or lack of prioritization, the work just doesn't get done. And then finally, that skill set piece where they they haven't been trained on how to do it. So today we're going to focus on mindset. Now, with with mindset, it could either be that they don't believe that the task or process should be done at all, or they don't believe in the way that they're being asked to do it. They don't want to. They're just not going to do it. And in psychology, there's there's a there's a phrase in psychology called self-limiting beliefs. Often, uh, salespeople are going to have uh, self-limiting beliefs around certain things, and when they have these, and managers are asked to coach. I just all the time running into folks that they, they struggle to address these specific mindset challenges. So for example, if I told you that I could cook the world's best steak, would you believe me? Or would you have to taste it first? What would it take for you to believe that I could cook the world's best steak? A lot of people are going to say that they've got to taste it because either you cook the world's best steak or your uncle Bob cooks the world's best steak, or maybe you don't even eat steak, but you'd still be interested if you knew the person that could cook the world's best steak. Or if I told you that I could hit a golf ball 400 yards, what would you say? Probably wouldn't believe me, would you? Now, maybe you would. I'm pretty big. 6'6", 250. So maybe you look at a guy like me and say, you know, he might be able to put it out there 400. But what if I said 500 yards? No. At that point, you would want to see it with your own eyes. And then finally, imagine that you're one of those types of people that doesn't get as much exercise as you should. And I said, hey, running will make you feel better. Maybe you haven't run for a few years. (laughs) You just remember, oh, wow, back in the day when I used to run, that was painful. 
back uh, when Coach Carlisle had us run one sprints in basketball practice, that was exhausting. And if I said, I'm sitting here telling you that you could get a runner's high, would you believe that? Maybe, maybe you've had that before. Maybe you felt like that before. Maybe it's drawing memories from the far past. But oftentimes when we tell people something's going to happen and it's not in the immediate realm of possibilities, they want to see it, touch it, experience it live. And if we go tell our salespeople that they need to do certain things and they don't believe in it, they might yes you. Have you ever had a coaching conversation where you get a, a next steps? person walks out of meeting and then a week later, two weeks later, nothing's changed. Their goal is to get out of that meeting, not to change. And when we're coaching mindset challenges, that behavior tends to surface way more often than we'd like. In 1964, psychiatrist Aaron Beck developed the cognitive behavioral therapy model. And when we adapt it to sales, here's roughly what it looks like. Imagine a continuum, imagine a circle a circle that's got four arrows. So it's got four segments. So if you're a geometry major, every 90 degrees starts a new component of the circle. So you've got an arrow. So an arrow goes up from 12 o'clock to three o'clock and you've got an arrow that points down. And then from three o'clock to six o'clock, you've got an arrow that points left. From six o'clock to nine o'clock, you've got an arrow that points up that then leads you back to the beginning where from nine o'clock to 12 o'clock, you've got this arrow. It's a curved arrow because it's part of a circle. It's part of a continuum. And along this continuum, imagine that let's start at six o'clock at the bottom. Someone makes a decision. So at six o'clock, the bottom of the clock, they make a decision. And we're not talking about time. I'm just using that to ver visualize this, this circle. So at six o'clock, they make a decision to take an action, which is represented by nine o'clock. So they're moving to the left and up clockwise. And then they take that action. And at 12 o'clock at the top of this continuum, at the top of the circle, they see results. And this continuum continues as they do. And at three o'clock, that's where their mindset is impacted. And it continues down to six o'clock where they make a decision to take an action from which they see results. And then their mindset is impacted. And it continues where they make decisions and they take actions and they see results and their mindset is impacted. And eventually their mindset may change, but their mindset doesn't change because someone told them to. You can't tell someone to change their mind. People need to see things like my steak, for example. So in this case, we're realizing that people's mindsets are impacted by the results they see based on the actions they take. So if we want someone to change their mindset, we need to get them to agree to take an action and see what happens. They can't be told to do it. You're not going to convince anybody to change anything, especially adults. They're, they've got their own belief systems, and these might be self-limiting beliefs. But if they do something and they see results, they say, oh, well, that makes sense. Okay. Well, let's think about this in terms of coaching Coaching salespeople, salespeople could be account executives, sales engineers, customer success managers, sales development reps, a few things that they need to do. Let's look at six, six potential steps. The first thing is they need to recognize the current state. What's going on today? Secondly, they need to agree that the current state is problematic. There's issues that need to be resolved. Third, understand and acknowledge what happens if that current state persists. So if everything keeps going as it is, What's that going to be like? 
So we've recognized we've done three things so far. So we've recognized the current state, we've agreed the current state's problematic, and we understand what happens if this persists. If we're talking about quota attainment, for example, it's pretty obvious. So then we get to the fourth step, which is agreeing that change is needed. Then we need to define what specific change could impact that current state, at which point we agree to make that change. And then the salesperson, they opt in to being held accountable to making that change. Now, if we do all of this and we do it with the idea that a mindset can be changed if someone takes an action to see results, then this coaching conversation, and if you're if you're wondering, well, okay, Corey, well, how does that coaching conversation actually sound in real life? Go back and listen to the first episode that we released where we really talk about getting into a coaching conversation, having a coaching conversation, what that looks like. So with this, with this idea of coaching a mindset, we're applying that skill of being able to coach to recognizing the current state of what's going on, agreeing that there's a problem, understanding what happens if it persists, agreeing that change is needed and defining what that is, agreeing to make that change, and then having some kind of accountability looped around that. So examples for specific roles might be well, an account executive, a salesperson, a closer. They might think that they have to demo every feature of the product. Well, I've got to show them what they're buying. I've got to show them all the features. Well, that's often a self-limiting mindset because prospect doesn't need to see everything. If they're a senior executive, they don't need to go deep into the administrative portal to see how it's set up. Setup's done once. And they assume, well, heck, if you're a 500,000 person company, 500 or 1,000 person company, then you probably got other customers and you could probably set it up. That's that's the idea. But from an executive's perspective, what do your dashboards look like? What does the reporting look like? How easy is it to use? These are the types of things that they'd want to look at. So in a demo situation, are we believing that we have to show them everything or just the things that are relevant to them? Another thing that I often see with, with account executives is that they believe that people buy from them because they like them. Do you know how hard it is to get everyone to like you? Sure, you need to establish rapport with folks and being likable doesn't hurt. But thinking that the reason why someone's buying from me is because they like me, that can be a self-limiting belief as opposed to, for example, people buy from me because I solve a problem that I'm able to define and demonstrate how we solve it for people like them and create a clear path to where they can get it resolved with us. That's the idea. On the, on the, the idea of demos, going go to the sales engineer, my job is to show features. The account executive comes in there, does discovery, hands it off to me to show the features, and then they go close the deal. The problem with this is well, what happens when additional stakeholders get brought on to talk to the sales engineer? Might there be an opportunity for further discovery? There oftentimes is. An obvious one for sales development, people at the top of the funnel prospecting, cold calling doesn't work. Okay. Or maybe emails don't work because they never get delivered. Or maybe prospecting only works during certain times of the day. Well, what if you do it differently? Could we take an action and see results that might impact our mindset? Potentially. And then for the, for the fourth role, customer success, there's lots of things here relevant to this topic. Customer success managers often say, well, I'm not in sales. I'm in customer success. Well, is customer success about selling folks on using the product? Maybe the person that signed the contract isn't the person that uses the product or service day in and day out. Could that potentially be a, a mindset shift that needs to be made? 
asking for references, upsells, cross-sells, managing how to manage escalations, for example. Lots of different areas where customer success managers could have mindset challenges. There's a lot here. And if the people with these mindset challenges buy into the fact that there's a problem and they can take action to resolve it, when they see those results, it might not magically change all of their mindset issues overnight, but it will shift them. And that's that's what we often see folks have success with when coaching mindset challenges. So again, if you are trying to figure out, well, how the heck do I have these coaching conversations with folks? Go back and check out episode one of our of our podcast. And I think that the biggest takeaway from today is acknowledge what that what that current challenge is. What are we trying to coach? What are we trying to move the needle on? And how do we get the person we're coaching to buy in to taking an action so they can see with their own eyes that I can cook the world's best steak, that I can hit a golf ball 400 yards. Well, I'm kidding. I can't do that. Or that they can demo a product without showing everything, make some cold calls or get that, get that up, sell close with that current customer. That's the idea. Best of luck to you out there as you're coaching your teams. I hope everybody had a good holiday break. I'm Corey Bray from Coach CRM with the Sales Management Podcast. We'll see you next time.